إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد so last time then we were on the lines وَلَا تُنْكِرَنَّ جَهْلًا نَكِيرًا وَمُنْكَرًا وَلَا الْحَوْضَ وَالْمِيزَانَ إِنَّكَ تُنْصَحُ Here Ibn Abi Dawood was talking about some of the affairs of the Day of Judgment and the belief of a believer regarding the events of the Day of Judgment and he had initially spoken about the two angels Al-Munkar and Al-Nakir and the Fitnatul Qadr that occurs the trial of the grave then he mentions and neither should you or can you reject the hold and neither the weighing scale, the balance? So those are the two that we will mention today, al-hawd wal-mizan. Firstly, al-hawd. The hold, which in English they may say the pond the pond or the lake al-hawd majma'ul ma'il azim alladhi yada'uhu allahu fi arasatil qiyamah wa yaridu alayhi al-mu'minun this is a large amount of water like a pond or a lake but bigger that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will place on that day on the plains of resurrection as an honor for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa huwa min awjah takreem or ikram in nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so that is one of the means of ennobling and honoring the Prophet ﷺ that he will be given this hawd, this pond or lake of water. Al-hawd, in which ayah in the Qur'an did Allah mention the hawd? Kawthar, that's different. Al-Kawthar is different, Al-Hawd is different. Al-Hawd? Anybody Hafid? The Hafad? Where is the Hawd mentioned in the Quran? Mm. Al-Hawd هو الموقف الوحيد من مواقف القيامة التي لم يرد ذكرها في القرآن. The hold is actually not mentioned in the Quran. All of the other parts about the day of judgment and the different incidents that occur on the day of judgment, there is mention of them in the Quran. But the hold it is not explicitly mentioned in the Quran. So what is the evidence for the hold? The evidence is the Sunnah, the Ahadith. Al-Ahadith fihi balagat haddat tawatur. The Ahadith about the hold are multiple narrations multiple chains of narration, multiple companions narrated about the Hawd. جَمَعَ مِنْهَا إِبْنُ حَجَرْ مِنْ رِوَايَةِ أَكْثَرْ مِنْ خَمْسِينَ صُحَابِيًّا Ibn Hajar collated 
gathered all of the narrations about the hold from more than 50, five zero, more than 50 companions who narrated about the hold. وَنَقَلَ أَنَّ بَعْضَ الْمُتَأَخِّرِينَ أَوْصَلَهَا إِلَى ثَمَانِينَ صَحَابِيًّا And he mentioned that some of the later scholars, when they researched, they even discovered there were maybe 80 companions who narrated about the Hawb on the Day of Judgment. So there is no doubt about the authenticity of the Hawb occurring on the Day of Judgment. There are multiple companions, tens and tens of them, who narrated about the Hawb on the Day of Judgment. And we're going to see some of those narrations as we go along in the subjects regarding the Hawb. Firstly, one topic we're going to have a quick look at. This pond, this huge pond of the Prophet ﷺ, where does it happen on the Day of Judgment? On the Day of Judgment, lots of different things they happen. The weighing of all of the deeds of the people in the balance, in the weighing scales, and then there is the bridge, as-sirat, that the people must cross over. And there is this pond that they come across. But when do they come across this pond? Is it before as-sirat or is it after as-sirat? The bridge that you must cross over. The hellfire, cross over it to get to paradise on the other side. Is this held on that other side after the bridge before paradise? Or is it before the bridge? Before the bridge? Before? Everybody before? So, ذهب الإمام القرطبي رحمه الله إلى أن الحوض قبل الصراط والميزان الإمام القرطبي for example one of the scholars you see the tafsir of القرطبي he has the opinion that the hold this pond it occurs before the bridge and in fact it occurs before the weighing of the deeds on the weighing scale too And he has some evidences that he mentions for that opinion. Uh, it is mentioned Ibn Kathir also took that opinion that the hold is first, earlier on, before the weighing scale and before the bridge. وَذَهَبَتْ طَائِفَةٌ إِلَىٰ أَنَّ الصِّرَاطَ قَبْلَهُ وَهُوَ ظاهر تبويب البخاري Some of these scholars though This is like the second opinion They said that the bridge comes first You cross over the bridge As-sirat And then there will be the pond And then after that will be paradise And this appears to be what Al-Imam al-Bukhari was highlighting in his chapter headings. وَمِنْ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ مَنْ مَالَ إِلَىٰ أَنَّهُمَا حَوْضَانِ حَوْضٌ قَبْلَ الصِّرَاطِ وَحَوْضٌ بَعْدَ الصِّرَاطِ Some scholars, this is like the third opinion, they even said there are actually two ponds. One pond before the bridge and the second pond after the bridge. So there is one before it and another one after it. And the fourth opinion, what is the fourth opinion? One opinion that the hold, the pond is before the bridge. The second opinion that the pond is 
after the bridge. The third opinion, the pond is before it, and there's another one after it. What can the fourth opinion be? Middle of the bridge. You're close. Under the bridge, same kind of thing, middle of the bridge. End of the bridge, that's like the other one that we mentioned at the end. Middle, end, and beginning. It's in the middle of the bridge, end of the bridge, and beginning of the bridge. Everybody's laughing, but you're right. That's correct. That is the fourth opinion. وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَالَ أَنَّ الْحَوْضَ يَتَّسِعْ حَتَّى يَشْمِلْ مَا قَبْلَ الصِّرَاطِ وَمَا بَعْدَهُ حافظ الحكمي he mentioned this opinion that some of the scholars they say the hold is so large and we're going to get to the size of it in a minute it is so large that it starts before the bridge but then it carries on even after the bridge the hold is still carrying on Starts from before the bridge and it carries on even after you go over the bridge, the hold is still over there carrying on. So large is the hold. That is an opinion as well. So then, one issue that exists now is how big exactly is the hold in that case? Has the Sunnah told us how big? The hold is, there are narrations about that. There are narrations about how big the hold is. So, Ja'at Nusus Tufid Tahdeed al Masafa Bivikr Mawadi' Ma'luma. Wahadihin Nusus Kathira Wabainaha Ikhtilafun fit Tahdeed. There are hadith which talk about the size of the hold. But they don't talk about distances in terms of miles or kilometers, that it's this many miles or this many kilometers. The narrations talk about the size of the hold by giving examples. For, like if I said to you, it's as far as from here to Leeds. I've given you an example now between Bolton and Leeds. That's a certain distance. But if I said to you, no, no, it's, it's like Bolton to London. Now I'm giving you a bigger distance by giving you again two places as examples. Because from those examples, you can understand the size of something. If I say, no, no, that, that place over there, it's about as far from here to Manchester. So you understand roughly what I'm talking about. But if I say, no, actually, that place, it's from here to London. Now you understand what I'm talking about again. The size can be explained by giving physical examples of places. And that's what the Prophet ﷺ did in the narrations. He gave examples of cities and said, the hold is as big as from this city to that city of traveling distance. To give you an idea, the only issue is, there are lots of different hadith where the Prophet ﷺ gave these examples. And some of the examples are very short examples. Like if I say from here to Manchester. But some of the other hadith have long examples. Like if I say from here to London, that's obviously very different. From here to London is a very different distance compared from here to Manchester. So now the scholars had some differences on how to understand what the size of the hold is because some hadith are indicating it's a short distance and some are indicating it's a big distance. We'll have a look at those narrations right now. So... جاءت نصوص تفيد تحديد المسافة بذكر مواضع معلومة وهذه النصوص كثيرة وبينها اختلاف في التحديد ويمكن it is possible that you can split up these narrations into groups التقدير الأول 
ما كان مصيره بقرابة الشهر there are some hadith which indicate that the size of this hold is the traveling distance of a month the traveling distance of a month that's how long how big this pond is from one side to the other there are many narrations that indicate it is the traveling distance of a month for example uh, in one of the narrations in the Muslim these are names of cities and places in the Arabian Peninsula and Aylah and Juhfa it is a traveling distance of a month obviously here unless you know the geography it's difficult to picture but these are just like the examples I've been giving London to Bolton Bolton to Leeds these are two places in the Arabian Peninsula where the traveling distance between them is one month. In another hadith, uh, the Prophet ﷺ said, Hawduhu ma bayna Sana'a wal Medina. Sana'a in Yemen and Medina. Again, that's a traveling distance of about a month to Sana'a from Medina. Sana'a to Medina is about a month. In another narration, ma bayna Aylah ila Makkah. That is also a traveling distance of about a month, this place Aylah to Makkah. So these narrations, and there are more, ma bayna Aden ila Uman al-Balqa. Again, two places where the traveling distance was known to be approximately a month. And Bain al Kaaba wa Bayt al Maqdis, this also indicates a traveling distance, a traveling distance of approximately. No, these traveling, in fact, let me correct this. The first ones where the traveling distance was a month, they are Bayna Uman ila Aylah, and then Aylah min Aden, and then Aylah ila Sana'a. They were the examples of a traveling distance of a month. The ones that I've been narrating there, they are another set of narrations, and all of those places actually, the traveling distance is only two weeks. Those examples, Aylah ila al-Juhfa, Sana'a to al-Madina, Aylah ila Mecca, and Aden ila Uman al-Balqah, and al-Ka'aba to Bayt al-Maqdis. All of those examples we've just read, they are examples of a traveling distance of two weeks only. So, there are some narrations where the messenger gave locations that take a month to travel between. There are other narrations where the messenger gave locations that only take two weeks to travel between. And there are other narrations where the Prophet ﷺ gave examples of locations where the traveling distance is only three days. So, At-Taqdeerul Awwal was Shahr. Masiruhu biqurabat Shahr. At-Taqdeer al-Thani, Masiruhu biqurabati nisfi shahr. And the third one, At-Taqdeer al-Thalith, Masiruhu biqurabati thalathati layalin. Wahiya riwaya wahida, and there is only one hadith that indicates that one, the distance of three days. And that is in the hadith where the Prophet said, Kama bayna jarba' wa adrah. And again, those are two uh, small villages, Huma Qaryatani Bisham, Bainahuma Masirat Thalafati Layalin. They are names of two villages in Sham where the traveling distance between them is only three days. So now, in some narrations, the messenger has mentioned that the size of the Houd is so big, it is the distance of a month of traveling. But in other narrations, the messenger has mentioned the size of the Houd 
is the distance of just two weeks of traveling. And in one narration, it even mentions it is only three days of traveling. So how big is the hope then? It's like now if I say to you, the distance between such and such and such and such is like Bolton to Manchester. But then I say to somebody else, ah, the distance between those two, it's like from here to London. I've given two completely different answers. How far is the distance then? Here to Manchester is completely different to here to London. So how do we understand these narrations? Huh? Maybe the width and length. Maybe that some of the narrations are about the tool and some of them are about the ard, the width and the length. Maybe. The opinion? Ah, okay. If we say that there is more than one hold, as some scholars have the opinion, then maybe this is talking about the sizes of the different holds, maybe. But if we stick to the opinion there is only one hold, how do we explain this? So here, اِتَّفَقَ الْجَمِيعُ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ هَذَا الْإِخْتِلَافِ لَيْسَ مِنْ قَبِيلِ لِلْطِرَابِ فِي الْأَحَدِيثِ the first thing to note is all of these narrations are legitimate. All the scholars are agreed that the narrations are all legitimate. It's not a case of saying some of them are strong and some of them are weak, so we can exclude those and therefore we are left with a month or just two weeks or whichever one. It's not like that. All of the narrations are legitimate and valid. لم يقع في حديث واحد. If all of these different lengths were mentioned in the same hadith being narrated again and again, then we would say there's a problem now. The same hadith is being narrated by different companions, the same hadith. But they are giving different distances in it. But this isn't the case. This is not the same hadith. These are different hadith. Different companion narrated another hadith, another one narrated another hadith. All of these were hadith where the Prophet had been talking to them about the hold. So we cannot say there's a problem in the narrations. That is out of the window. The narrations are legitimate and valid. So then, اختلفوا بعد ذلك في كيفية الجمع بين هذه الحديث على أقوال خمسة. They have five opinions as to how to combine these narrations and understand the size of the whole. They have five opinions. Al-Qawlul Awwal Innama arada al-Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taqreeb al-ilm bisa'ati al-hawd Duna iradati al-masafah al-muhaqqaqah The first is that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was basically just giving general guidelines. That it wasn't about the exact distances. They were general guidelines. Meaning, if somebody asked me, how far is it between Mecca and Medina? So I say to you, maybe one person asks me and I say to them, it's like Bolton to London. Another person comes and asks me, uh, and maybe that person uh, doesn't live in the UK, maybe he's from uh, Spain. So I say to him, it's like between uh, Madrid and Barcelona, if the distance is about the same Allah Alam. But I can give different examples, and my intent is not an exact amount, it's exactly between this place and that place. But I'm just giving different locations to give you an idea. The problem with this opinion is what? There's just too much difference. If I'm just trying to give a general idea to someone about the distance between Mecca and Medina because they've never been and they don't know. So I say between Bolton to London. But another person asks me and I say between Bolton to Manchester. There's just too much difference in the examples that I'm giving to say that this was just a generalized answer trying to give a generalized example. 
If that was the case, then all of the examples given would have been relatively similar at least. Not some examples where it's only three days of traveling and some examples a month of traveling. There's no similarity. So it can't really be this first opinion. Uh, and that's why Ibn Hajar, he said, فيه نظر من جهة النظر المثل والتقدير إنما يكون فيما يتقارب because if you're going to give examples, you have to give examples that are similar at least. Not something which is from three days to a month. Too much difference. So this opinion is not very strong. That the messenger was just giving general examples. It can't just be general examples. They just don't fit. They are too far apart. The second opinion, Al-Qawl al-Thani. أَنَّ هَذَا الْاخْتِلَافِ إِنَّمَا حَصَلَ لِأَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ كَانَ مُخَاطِبًا لِكُلِّ طَائِفَةٍ بِمَا كَانَتْ تَعْرِفْ مِنْ مَسَافَاتِ مَوَاضِعِهَا فَيَقُولُ لِأَهْلِ الشَّامِ مَا بَيْنَ أَذْرَحْ وَجَرْبَا وَلِأَهْلِ الْيَمَنْ مِنْ صَنَعَا إِلَى عَدَنْ وَهَكَذَا وَتَارَةً أُخْرَى يُقَدِّرُ بِالزَّمَانِ فَيَقُولُ مَصِيرَةَ شَهْرٍ وَالْمَعْنَى الْمَقْصُودِ أَنَّهُ حَوْضٌ كَبِيرٌ مُتَّصِعُ الْجَوَانِبِ وَالزَّوَايَا فَكَانَ ذَلِكَ بِحَسَبِ مَنْ حَضَرَهُ مِمَّنْ يَعْرِفُ تِلْكَ الْجِهَادِ فَخَاطَبَ كُلَّ قَوْمٍ بِالْجِهَةِ الَّتِي يَعْرِفُونَهَا وهذا قول القرطبي The second opinion is that the reason why you have all these different examples is because the Prophet sallallahu would answer this question when people came to ask him about the size of the hold he would answer the question depending on what they knew so if somebody came from spain now you would try to give examples with cities from spain somebody comes and asks you from the uk you try to give them examples between cities of the uk every people every person who used to come to him he would try to give them examples of the cities that they knew about so they could picture or they could imagine or uh, have a perception of the size of the hawd. Whereas if you say to somebody now who doesn't know anything about the geography of the UK, a foreigner, first time just come here and you say to him, it's like the distance between Bolton to London, they have no idea what the distance is. They don't know what the geography is, where is Bolton, where is London. So the messenger would try to give all the people examples they would understand from their areas. The same problem exists though, which is that those examples, okay, they are specific to each area, but again, they should have been re uh, reasonably and relatively similar. Why did the messenger give the people of Sham an example where the two villages are only three days of traveling compared to the example he gave to the people of Yemen of two weeks of traveling and the example he gave to some of the other people of a month of traveling you can give specific examples to what people understand but again you should have given then you would have given then examples that are similar so again some of the scholars said there's a point to it but there's still a problem because the distances just don't match up So هذا القول يرد عليه ما أورده الحافظ ابن حجر على القول الأول. The same problem exists that exists with the first statement. ويرد عليه أمر آخر وهو أن جل الناس يعرفون مكة والمدينة وصنعاء وعدن والجحفة وغيرها. Another issue that exists is that the majority of the people in those days in those Arab lands. They knew these major cities. If you were to say to them Aden and Sana'a and Mecca, they knew where all these places are. You didn't need to give multiple different examples to each people. They all had an idea of those places. It's like now, anywhere in the UK, anywhere in the UK, in Wales, in Scotland, in Ireland, people know where London is. People know where Manchester is. People know where Glasgow is, doesn't matter where you come from in the UK. Everybody has an idea of where those places are. 
Nobody's going to think that London and Glasgow are one hour from each other. Everybody knows roughly that geography. So Ibn Hajar or some of the scholars, they said, there's a point to saying you give every person the example they understand. But the reality is the Arabs at that time, you could have given them one or just two examples and they would have known. Everybody knew where Aden is, where Sana'a is, where Makkah is, where Medina is relative to each other. So again, that opinion does not have a lot of strength to it. القول الثالث أنه ليس في المسافة القصيرة ما يمنع من ثبوت المسافة الكبيرة فكأن الله تفضل على نبيه وزاد في ساعة الحوض حتى بلغ المسافة الكبيرة فالاعتماد على أطولها مسافة ذكره النووي Al-Imam al-Nawawi said that this was the virtue of Allah upon the Prophet ﷺ, that he continued to increase the size of the hawd. So initially, when the messenger mentioned the three days distance, that's what it was. That was the revelation to the messenger. It is the size of three days of traveling. But then by the virtue of Allah, revelation came telling him that the hold has been increased. And so when the people came later on in time asking, he told them it is two weeks. And then the revelation came to him by the virtue of Allah. By the virtue of Allah, it's been made even bigger to the distance of a month. And so the last of the people who came to him, he would have told them the final distance that had been revealed to him that it's actually now the distance of a month of traveling. So Al-Imam al-Nawawi said that could be the case. That initially it was only smaller, three days worth of traveling. Then Allah by His virtue increased it in size. And then Allah by His virtue increased it in its size again. Which means upon this understanding we would say that the hold is there for which of the sizes? The last one now. That it kept increasing and it's the last of the sizes now. A month of traveling. That's an opinion. والقول الرابع الاختلاف الحاصل إنما هو بسبب الطول والعرض فالمسافة الطويلة للطول والقصيرة للعرض. So fourth opinion says if the sisters can try to uh, ask their children and request from them and try to control them a little bit more in order that they do not make noise because it is distracting the brothers from listening. So if the sisters can please have a word with their children to try and keep them slightly quieter. So the fourth opinion is, like somebody mentioned before, that the, the big distances, they may be talking about the length and the smaller distances may be talking about the with that's a reasonable way to think about it the only problem is there is a hadith another narration in sahih muslim where the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said wazawayahu sawa and in another hadith araduhu mithlu tulihi there are some narrations, authentic, that say the length and the width are the same. The corners of it are the same. The length and the width are the same. So the fourth opinion wouldn't work in, a, in accordance to those other narrations telling us that the hold is equal in its length and width. And also... We still have the problem, even if we say the month of traveling is the length, the two weeks is the width, then where does the three-day narration go? So you would still have a problem anyway. Al-Qawlul Khamis They said in the fifth opinion, it is بِاخْتِلَافِ السَّيْرِ الْبَطِيْ وَهُوَ سَيْرُ الْأَثْقَالِ والسير السريع وهو سير الراكب المخف. They said 
that the distances are relative to the mode of travel, the way that you travel. So, a, even now, from here to London, if you go in a train, direct train, it will take you maybe two hours. If you go on a flight before the train, a flight from Manchester Airport to Heathrow takes huh? four hours. Who, who that? One hour fifteen. One hour fifteen. It's twenty-five minutes. Twenty-five minutes from Manchester Airport to London Heathrow. Twenty-five minutes in the air. You go up, and they say prepare for landing now. That's it. So twenty-five minutes on the aeroplane. Thirty minutes. Train two hours, car three, four hours, five hours, depending traffic. But you go walking, the Google Maps, they show you all the walking, everything, maybe two days, three days, four days, who knows. So depending on how you travel, the same distance has different measurements. I could say to you, it is the traveling of two hours worth. But two hours worth on an aeroplane will take you to the middle of Europe. Whereas two hours walking will only take you nine or ten miles. So two hours, it's the same two hours, but the distance can be completely different depending on how you are traveling. So maybe when the messenger was telling some of them, it is three days worth of traveling only. He was talking to people who are traveling on Horses, for example, that they can cover that distance in three days worth. Three days of riding on the horses. Whereas people going on camels with all of the big bags and everything, that would maybe take two weeks. And if they're walking that distance, it may take them a month. So the fifth opinion said, it is about the style of traveling. That the distances are not different. They are the same. But it was about the method of traveling that was making that difference in the three days to the two weeks to the month. Uh, so he said, When you go slowly with luggage and other things, and when you can go quickly like somebody on a horse that doesn't have any baggage, وبحمل رواية أقلها وهو الثلاث على سير البريد فقد عهد منهم من قطع مسافة الشهر في ثلاثة أيام ولو كان نادرا جدا So in those days it was known that the normal traveling distance of a month with the fast riders in those days they could do it in three days the fast riders, the ones who used to be like the messengers, they used to take the, the uh, letters, like we say postman these days. But in those days when they used to take the letters and they used to take other things and messengers from one place to the other place, those kinds of experts in traveling, they could make that distance in three days, even though it was otherwise typically for normal people a month. So this is what the fifth opinion mentions. وَفِهَاذَا الجواب عن المسافة وفي هذا الجواب عن المسافة عن المسافة الأخيرة نظر وأما مسافة الثلاث فإن الحافظ ضياء الدين المقدسي ذكر أن في سياق لفظها غلطا وذلك الاختصار وقع في سياقه من بعض رواته and then the, some of the scholars they gave some more details about the narrations and maybe that there was a mistake in one of the narrations and by correcting that mistake there wouldn't be much of a distance or a difference in the distances. So this opinion appears to be reasonably good, appears to be reasonably good that there is no contradiction anywhere, it's simply about the style of travel and otherwise the distance is the same. So the pond is something considerable and large, considerable and large. If you think about normal travel times, walking or on a donkey, it's a month of traveling. 
to get to the other side. Even on a fast riding horse, it would take you three days to get to the other side. And that is rare, they say as well. That's rare. Even on a fast riding horse, it may take five or six or a week. So it indicates that the hold of the Prophet ﷺ is obviously something significant and large. Then, also from the issues of the hold, هل الحوض موجود الآن؟ Is the hold there now? Or is it something that will be created on Yawm Al-Qiyamah? Then of course the narrations they have indicated that the hold is already there now. That is the correct aqeedah. Uh, there's a hadith in Al-Bukhari and Muslim where the Prophet said, Wallahi la anzuru ila hawdi al-an. That by Allah, I am looking at my hold right now. I am looking at the hold right now. So that is already there. Another issue, mal farq bain al-hawdi wal-kawthar. What is the difference between the hawd and the kawthar? What's the difference between this hold, this pond, and the kawthar? Nahar and a lake. So one of them is like a, a, a river and the other one is a lake. Okay, anything else? Okay, different names, but it's the same thing. Uh-huh. Kothar is the hope. So, huh? So, this is it. What is the difference between al-hawd and al-kothar? Dallat al-adillah ala anna al-hawd ghayr al-kothar. Wa yadhar ahadha min khilali ma yati. So the evidence says they indicate that the hawd is different to the kothar. And that is evidenced uh, what, with what follows. Al-awwal, al-hawd fi mawqif al-qiyamah. Wa amma al-kawthar fa innahu fi al-jannah. The hold is upon the plains of the lands of resurrection. Whereas Kothar is actually in paradise. That's one difference. So they are definitely two different things. Hold is upon the land of resurrection where all of these events occur. Then afterwards in paradise is Al-Kawthar. Also, Al-Kawthar Aslu. الحوض ومنه يمد that the hold the water of the hold it comes from الكوثر water from الكوثر in paradise comes and then you have الحوض the water of the hold is coming from الكوثر that is mentioned in some of the evidences there's a hadith in, uh, in Muslim, hadith in Muslim, where it indicates that the uh, water of the Hawd, it comes from the river of Al-Kawthar. And then, another issue, هَلْ لِكُلِّ نَبِيٍّ حَوْضٍ Does every prophet have his own hold? Or is it just one for the prophet? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam It is mentioned from the Prophet in a hadith in Al-Bukhari It is mentioned Inna li tirmidhi The hadith is in a tirmidhi Inna li kulli nabiyin hawdan Indeed every Prophet will have a hawd Every prophet will have a hold. But the kawthar is only for the Prophet ﷺ. The kawthar is specific, but the hold is general to all of the prophets. Then another issue, sifat hawdihi ﷺ. The descriptions of the hold. 
Firstly, and this is in the sunnah, in all of the hadith, we said, remember how many narrations, companions, 50, 80 companions. There are many, many hadith on all of these topics. If you read them all, the summary of what you get from them is. Number one, لَوْنُ مَائِهِ أَشَدُّ بَيَاضًا مِنَ اللَّبَنِ وَفِي رِوَايَةَ أَشَدُّ بَيَاضًا مِنَ الْوَرِقِ that the water of the hawd is whiter than milk. The water in the hawd is whiter than milk. Secondly, abrad min thalj. It is colder than uh, snow or ice. Colder than that. And thirdly, rihuhu atyabu min al misk. The fragrance of that water is more beautiful than misk. The fragrance that comes from it is more beautiful than misk. Fourthly, ta'amuhu ahla min al asal. The taste of it is sweeter than honey. Fifthly, Kizanuhu abariquh ka'adad nujum al-samaa wa fi riwayah la'aniyatuhu akthar min 'adad nujum al-samaa wa kawakibiha that the cups around it are more than the number of stars in the sky sixthly man shariba minhu shurbah لم يضمأ بعدها أبدا وفي رواية لم يسود وجهه أبدا that whomsoever drinks from it he will never be thirsty again and in one narration his face will never be darkened the one who drinks from it and seventh seventh we mentioned already that it, the water comes from paradise um, all that's left regarding the hawd, man yuvadu anil hawd. So on the day of judgment, this hawd will be there of the Prophet wasallam, and the ummah will go and drink from it. But there are certain people who will not be allowed to drink from it. Certain people will not be allowed to drink from it. Who are those people who will not be allowed to drink from it? Dhakara ahlul ilm annahum thalathatu asna. That there are three categories of people who will not be allowed to drink from the hawd on that day. Al-awwal, the first category, al-murtaddun. The apostates, those who were upon Islam, but then they apostated. وَدَلِيلُهُ قَوْلُ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ يَا رَبِّ أَصْحَابِي فَيُقَالْ إِنَّكَ لَا تَدْرِي مَا أَحْدَثُ بَعْدَكَ إِنَّ هَؤُلَاءِ لَمْ يَزَالُوا مُرْتَدِّينَ عَلَىٰ أَعْقَابِهِمْ مُنذُ فَارَقْتَهُمْ In this hadith in Al-Bukhari, when the Prophet وسلم, will say, My Lord, my companions, but then it will be said to him, You do not know what they did after you. These people did not, or these people remained upon apostasy after you. They turned back upon their necks, after you left them, meaning they apostated and remained upon their apostasy after you left them. Athani, the second type of people who will not be allowed to drink from the pond, are Al Mubtadi'ah, the innovators. Wal Muhdithun, wa daliluhu qawlun nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fil hadith sabiq, innaka la tadri ma ahdathu ba'daka. Same narration the scholars they say where it says you do not know what they did after you. You do not know what they innovated after you. So the innovators and the mubtadi'ah then they are refused to drink from that hold. 
والثالث and the third category of people من فحش ظلمهم وتعديهم وفسقهم وإفسادهم those people who were excessive in their oppression and transgression and corruption people who were upon a great deal of wronging a great deal of sinning and oppression and transgression then those types of people they will also be prevented from drinking from the hold on that day that is the topic regarding al-hawd where ibn abi daud mentioned here وَلَا تُنْكِرَنَّ جَهْلًا نَكِيرًا وَمُنْكَرًا وَلَا الْحَوْضَ And then next time we'll do وَالْمِيزَان الْمِيزَان is the weighing scale on the day of judgment the balance on the day of judgment where all of your deeds are going to be weighed up and uh, it's a similar kind of topic it will require a discussion like this one it will take a full lesson to go through all of the details about the weighing scale on the Day of Judgment, how your deeds are going to be weighed up in it, what gets weighed up in it, all of that discussion next time, insha'Allah ta'ala. So we'll conclude upon that for today. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Tellers in them, they have all of these types of storylines in their cartoons and all of these types of characters in their cartoons those types of cartoons are not permissible to watch. It's not permissible to show your kids those types of cartoons where they have these characters claiming knowledge of the unseen or magicians in them. And they have everything they do these days is about magic and magicians and uh, knowledge of the unseen. And they have a, a, a wand and it can do something or they have a crystal ball. And these kinds of themes are impermissible. It's not permissible to watch those types of cartoons with these types of themes within them. There's, there's you know, many other things you can show your kids to give them some entertainment. Many other things your kids can get involved in, they can do. These days there are so many apps and all types of things you can check to find a good one. It doesn't have music in it, doesn't have other things in it. You can entertain kids for entertainment purposes with many things. Television and these kinds of shows that come on, it's not suitable to be uh, using those as a means of entertainment.